Hello, it's Liana Bolden with Eternally Speaking Now. 1 Peter 2, 9-10 says this, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Well, I'd like to start by asking you a question. It's the same question the Lord asked me years ago. And really the answer and what I discovered through answering it um, has helped shape really my life today. It's quite exciting. So here's the question. Are you ready? If you had only six months left to influence those around you for God's kingdom, what would you do? Now, don't worry. When God asked me this question, it wasn't like I sensed he was saying, you know, you're only going to live for another six months. It was more like an impression of urgency. Like the prophetic clock continues to tick and people around us continue to perish. There are a couple verses that seem to confirm this urgent prompting. One is 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. It says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, this is the Lord speaking, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. But behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The other verse is Proverbs 27, 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. So as I pondered this question that God asked me, the Holy Spirit led me to the cool and refreshing shores of my very own personal Jordan River. Did you know the Jordan River is mentioned almost 200 times in the Bible? So clearly this message does not cover all the scriptures in the Bible about the Jordan River. But I did study them. And as I studied the miraculous events that took place at this very special river, a series of sentences seemed to float to the surface. And I'd like to share those sentences with you. And they're based on specific scriptures, which I'll let you know. And I just pray as I share this, that it would be a timely word from the Lord to his bride. And at the least, I pray that you're motivated as I have been to do all you can each hour to further the gospel of Christ. So, number one, Abraham and Lot parted company near the Jordan River. That's in Genesis 13. Might it be that the Lord is reminding us, saying, fix your eyes on me, he says. that He wants us to go when and where he says go even if it's to something unfamiliar or to a a foreign country, right? Like Abraham had to do. I also believe through Genesis 13, God would want us to remember how important it is to part company with the deceptive, entrancing distractions of our worldly, abased culture today. All right, point number two. The Israelites entered the promised land by crossing the Jordan River. Now remember, there were two big um, river crossings. One was the Red Sea. That was the first generation of God's people who left Egypt, left slavery and bondage. And the second crossing was at the Jordan River. 
They were two very different experiences for God's people. And it was the second generation that crossed the Jordan River. See, God miraculously parted the waters for them. But this time at the Jordan, it was after the priests set the soles of their feet into the water. Oh, please don't miss this. God parted the water after they stepped into it. Not only that, but the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant with them as they crossed the Jordan. And the priests themselves did not pass through completely until all of God's people arrived safely on the other side. Might it be the Lord wants to say to you and me today, it's time to behave like the priests of the Lord. What has God called you to do? Do it now. If he's called you, he'll be with you. Get your feet wet. Be willing to step out there and lead. Be willing to first step out in faith. Here's the third point. At the end of his ministry, Elijah, through the power of the Holy Spirit, lifted his mantle and parted the Jordan in 2 Kings 2. He and Elisha crossed over on dry ground to the other side of the river. Check this out. The Bible says many watched this miracle from a distance. Elisha then asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Elisha was granted his request and Elijah departed to the heavens in the chariot of fire. Then Elisha took the mantle and parted the Jordan again, crossing back to the other side. Did you know all this was happening at the Jordan River? Again, that's in 2 Kings 2. Can I just say how cool it would have been to have seen that in real life? (laughs) Better yet, I'd like to be the one God uses to do it again. Jesus said in John 14, 12, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. People of God, is this happening much today? We know the answer. No, it's not. Why not? Maybe it's because God's people aren't crossing the rivers he's called us to step into. Yikes. (laughs) Lord, help us. May we hunger and thirst for more of the Holy Spirit. May we be asking, seeking, and knocking until we receive from him. He wants to use us to do miracles for his glory. And he wants to do it today. And the last point, uh, excuse me, (laughs) the second to last point. The Jordan River is where John the Baptist conducted most of his ministry. In Matthew 3, you can see that he was sent to do what? To prepare the way for Jesus. Let us prepare the way for the Lord's second coming, for he is coming soon. And now finally, Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan River, again in Matthew 3. And so I pray, open up the heavens, Lord, and may your Holy Spirit descend upon us ourselves, our families, our neighbors, our nation. May we surrender ourselves to the power of the Holy Spirit and his anointing. So here's 
the challenge I'll leave with you today. What is your personal Jordan River? What has the Lord called you to step into by faith? Is it something you've held back from doing? Just waiting for God to part the waters first? After all, he did do that for his people at the Red Sea, right? As I referred to earlier, when the Israelites found themselves caught between the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army, God didn't tell them to step in first, right? He just swooped in and parted the waters. But listen, there's a huge difference between the Red Sea parting and the first Jordan River parting. At the Red Sea, God's people had just left Egypt and all they knew was the idol worship and the pagan culture that they had had in Egypt. Decades and a generation later, their descendants knew better. Having experienced the presence of God throughout their years in the wilderness, they found themselves now standing at the shores of the Jordan River, and it was the thing separating them from the promised land. And they were being told by Joshua to have the priests step in first. And then the water would part. So again, I say, what has God called you to do? By faith, step into your personal Jordan River and trust that after your feet have gotten wet, he will part the waters. It's time for us to live like who we are. The people of God, his chosen generation, his royal priesthood, as I read at the beginning in 1 Peter 2. So I'll finish by asking you that same question again that the Lord asked me. If you had only six months left to influence those around you for his kingdom, what would you do? As you step into the river, he will part the waters. You have his word that you won't drown. <laughs> I'll conclude with Isaiah 43, 1-2. But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you.